Welcome to Home Builder Happy Hour. This is Kelly. And Ryan. And we're serving up the latest trends in the home building industry to help you navigate this competitive market. So go ahead and pour yourself a drink, relax, and enjoy the happiest hour of the day with us. Cheers. Cheers. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Home Builder Happy Hour. Today, we are going to be talking about something that happened back in November of last year, and that is YouTube's decision to remove the dislike count visibility from the general public. So just to be clear, the dislike button is still there. You can still click it and dislike a video. It's just you can't see how many dislikes that video has had. Only the creator can see it. So that's the big change that YouTube made. And it's created some waves out there among creators and probably viewers. I myself poked and peeked in at a bunch of videos people have created about this very thing. And there seems to be a lot of opinions both ways, I would say. So yeah, we're going to talk that through. And we have with us on today's podcast our fabulous web developer, Joey Grable. Say hello. Hello. (laughs) Nice to be here. (laughs) I don't have an intro prepared. (laughs) Joey can talk to us about all things basically happening on the internet, in my opinion. That I could ask him anything and he'll have a really solid answer for me that I trust. So I love this about Joey and that's why he's joining us. And of course we have Ryan. Ryan, say hello. Hey everybody. Back on the platform, getting going for another episode. So just in talking about this, so like Kelly said, YouTube has been one of the biggest video sharing platforms for you know quite some time. It's been around since about 2005. And For the first time in their 17 years, we're no longer able to see the number of dislikes a video has, which has been really a a big part of YouTube um, in terms of it being one of those platforms that actually has dislikes. You know, people use them, they see them. So um, this is pretty interesting. And that's 17 years, by the way. You said a number of years, just in case people are wondering. It's, you know, for 17 years, they had that dislike button. I would even say it was a part of... From the beginning, that feature, that like and dislike feature was what made it unique. And the user's ability to see that was different. And it was like the, really the core part of the user-generated content was the ability for users to also rate that content. Right. So I'm curious to you, uh, both of you guys, actually, because I never actually really thought about the dislike button personally. You know, I don't think I probably ever really might have disliked a video myself. I'm more of like, oh, I'll like it if I like it. And that's about as far as I go. But when I was reading up on why they took down um, the visibility on that number, it was curious to me that people essentially, or at least the idea of that dislike button was to let you as a viewer know uh, whether the video was good or not. And so to me, that kind of equates in my head to like looking at a Yelp review or, you know, looking at the Rotten Tomatoes on a movie that I'm about to watch. It gives me like this tiny bit of guidance. But then I, for me, I still just make my own decision. But is that how you guys were experiencing the dislike button? I'd say, yeah, I did. 
for me, when I first joined YouTube, I was maybe at the end of my high school years, and I was really using the platform to learn about, honestly, web development topics. There would be a number of photographers that I followed or videographers that I followed or computer tech people. And it was helpful to see which of their videos were other people were talking about. And it gave me an idea of like where to even begin in my first step into technology through film and photo and computers. So I saw um, it, the dislike button for me has been, you know, in used in multiple senses. So I use YouTube in different ways. You know, I'm, uh, when I'm on YouTube, I have different structures of content that I'm looking for. So if it's entertainment wise, which I think is the, you know, a huge or maybe biggest portion of YouTube, um, I don't necessarily care about dislikes too much. Um, you know, I'm looking more or I, I don't even look at them. You know, I may be looking at, you know, what was, you know, what was liked or how many views it does have, whether it's good content. But it's completely different when I'm looking to YouTube, which I do a lot, was to problem solve. So I would often go to and I still do often go to YouTube for like tutorials um, or answers to questions of problems for tech you know, um, you know, something's not working with my, you know, phone. How come I can't send text messages through this app? And I would search YouTube for people giving tutorials on how to fix things. And in that sense, the dislikes would be very important because you get a lot of people, you know, instead of having to go through the comments, uh, a lot of those users would dislike if that answer wasn't correct. Um, so you could quickly see oh, hey, this has, you know, 100 likes and 400 dislikes. You know, this obviously isn't going to be the answer, you know, I'm looking for. So for that type of content, dislikes were important. But for, you know, regular entertainment for me, you know, the dislikes, you know, weren't as important. When you talk about the why, what I was reading about, like when YouTube says what their reason is for taking the dislike button away, it has something to do with essentially a group of dislikers who, I'm going to put it into Kelly terms, who go around disliking in large volume groups certain videos. And so they're like making a statement about this video. And so YouTube wanted to essentially put an end to that. Because if those people and everyone else can't see the amount of dislikes they're spamming on someone's video, then it would hopefully reduce them doing that. And I did read that they did a study on this, I think, before they fully launched it, like they, maybe they tested a smaller you know, group and they did see a decline in the amount of people going in and spamming that dislike button on certain videos. So that was kind of their reasoning that they put out in their you know, press release back on November 10th or 11th of 2021, whenever they did that was right around then. But then I was looking at, and I know Joey looked at this article too on The Verge, and one of the three co-founders, and maybe there's more, I don't know, he's like the third co-founder of YouTube, thinks that this is a terrible idea and you know, that, they, that they've done this and that this will cause like a decline in, um, in viewership of videos or it will hurt YouTube in some way, this dislike button. I don't know really if I even have an opinion on that. Although I do, I have some ideas about that, but I know Joey, you took a look at that article and kind of where do you stand on what, on what that co-founder's stance was? Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting because I think that can be applied on, on either side of the spectrum. And 
people who are looking to use any social media platform for that kind of an agenda, negative be it either way, it's those platform. there's still ways to do it. For example, the comments are still open on those videos that you can't see this like. So I would be curious to see if there's an increase in commenting on videos now that there's not a dislike ability. So there's, there's ways to get around the system and people are still going to find ways to get through that. I think on the, on the inverse side is maybe it's not, YouTube hasn't really announced YouTube's kind of been on the dark, so we don't know how it's really affected it. But I think as a telltale sign is that there has been a huge flux towards other platforms and like locals.com is a big community driven platform or rumble is probably the next biggest video platform competitor to YouTube and rumble and locals just announced a merger that's coming up. So I think it's showing that users are taking more of a note on where they're spending their time and are seeing that there are other avenues to seek out content, whether it's through YouTube or like I follow a lot of YouTube, a lot of YouTube creators. I'm subscribed to their newsletter list, for example. It's the easiest way to get their content directly and not feel like I have to go through another platform to find what they're talking about. One of the things that I was taking note of, I guess, because, you know, if we take this conversation about the YouTube dislike button and how is that affecting like our clients in the real estate industry, you know, is it affecting them at all? I would kind I would kind of argue no, because there's this article, I was watching this video, there's this article on Wikipedia, on Wikipedia. like you could go to Wikipedia and it tells you like the top, however many, 50 disliked videos on YouTube, you know? And when you look at who who's putting those videos out, it's all like large corporations, you know? It's Justin Bieber, it's PewDiePie. It's like these big names. It's YouTube, actually, the number one disliked video was put out by YouTube. It was their 2018 Rewind video. People hated that, right? No bueno. <laughs> but it's not, it doesn't seem like it's really affecting clients like ours. You know, I don't think we're going to see that trickle down to what we're doing on the level that we're doing it. Even though some of our videos might get tens of thousands of views, I have not personally, which I think is a lot for what we do, right? Like if our videos are getting 30 or 40,000 views, even if we're paying for those views to get them out, you know, in the searches, we don't see like a large volume of dislikes on our videos anyway. And I'm sure that has so much to do with the type of content we're putting out, right? We're not putting out political opinions and we're showing beautiful homes. How, who doesn't like that? You know, so we definitely like sort of skew on more of positivity as far as our content is concerned. Um, but I don't know. I mean, that's kind of a question back to you also, Joey. You're the one who looks at, you know, the back end of all of our sites. And I I'm not sure that this would have any kind of effect. But what what do you think? I think you're right. It really won't have an impact on the vast majority of the smaller creators, um, from smaller YouTube videos I've seen, people are talking about when they first release a video, like a smaller creator first releases a video, the ratio of like to dislikes is pretty consistent from that initial launch period throughout the entire lifespan of the video. So rarely are these like dislike campaigns 
coming in after the fact and taking down videos. It's more of like you're saying, the larger creators are putting out videos that, or movie trailers is another common thing that people will go dislike a bunch to make their opinion known. But that doesn't really affect any of the reviewers or the house tours or the real estate agents posting about community parks and things like that. But it does also affect the, like what Ryan was saying earlier, the validity of people's opinions about uh, the area. So if there's a park tour, for example, and the park is dilapidated, people might dislike that video and say like, oh, I went to the park yesterday and it did not look like this in the video. Um, so there could be that disconnect um, that could drive dislikes. But Yep. You know, in this world that we're in, you know, the different social media avenues and, you know, all of that. And you think about the platforms that have the ability to dislike or review, you know, so the one star review versus the no star review. And you think of, um, you know, what we're able to as marketers, you know, our worries, you know, when it comes to those things um, that. You know, for a large corporation, I think it actually benefits them to remove the dislike because of, you know, the easiest examples are, you know, we've all seen them, the social campaigns um, because of what maybe an individual did that works for, you know, a larger company, you know, and where they get in trouble with some, you know, bad act, you know, that becomes viral. And then people find out, oh, they work for this company. Um, and then you get the social campaign that, you know, um, goes to Yelp or to wherever and, you know, degrades the company until an action is taken. Mm -hmm. So I think that in those terms or in YouTube's terms, um, and, and I don't know if this is part of the reasoning, but um, that they may have taken some of that into account because, you know, you've got the larger corporations that are, you know, essentially their biggest advertisers as well, you know. Um, and if... Um, you know, your social component is getting hit constantly, you know, because of not necessarily a bad product, you know, but other social or political, you know, agendas, whatever it may be, you know, that may want you, you know, you don't then want to spend money to send people to your YouTube page where, you know, you have, you know, a certain amount of, you know, dislikes, um, you know, you're now showing people that, oh, like, you know, there's something else going on. Um, and I, I believe that that has something to do with, you know, that change, you know, and the removal of that dislike, because, you know, for us as well, you know, we've been in, you know, we've seen, you know, homes and, uh, master plans or whatever it may be that have come up against a lot of community backlash, you know, before a project's even started, you know, you have no idea what the product is going to be or, you know, what's going on. It's just that people are so enshrined and, you know, um, in one thing that they're willing to, um, you know, start a campaign against you, you know, um, not knowing anything about you just because you're, you know, entering their community. And those things are where, you know, uh, for builders, you know, you, you know, you have somewhat of a risk, you know, um, in opening social profiles and worrying about having to battle that. And us as managing that content, being aware, like, if this happens, what's our plan? How do we, you know, I know, Kelly, you've dealt with that, uh, being, you know, trying to be prepared for, you know, a group that has, you know, uh, their own agenda. Um, and, you know, you think of it, you know, the, the easy examples are the Yelps, you know, it's where like something happens and you get millions of people that have never been to a restaurant 
that are now, you know, degrading you because of something that, you know, has nothing to do with your restaurant, you know, um, you know, do, you know, there may be a legitimate thing to that. There may not, you know, but it has nothing to do with, you know, it may not have anything to do with your business. Um, you know, but essentially if you have a hundred thousand employees and, you know, you have one bad actor, um, you know, and then you end up taking the hit, you know, is that, is that legitimate dislikes on your content or is that, you know, um, you know, a different, a different thing? Yeah. I was going to say the exact same thing before you brought it up is the only instance I could really think of, you know, a negative impact on our industry. And I'm sure there's more like potential instances, but is the rare occasions where someone starts an anti, you know, an anti campaign, anti builder X campaign, and they start it online, they start a website and they start, you know, hating and they don't even need a lot of people to do quite a bit of damage online, especially when it comes to that. I guess you would say like the SEO side of what's coming up when people search for you, you know, but I could see how that could. And yes, many times at the beginning of a community, when there is a group of people who are not for it and videos are created, right? Because you're doing one thing, you're either on the side of, I don't like this. I'm creating my own videos, which I have seen plenty of um, about how terrible this project is and, or you're on our side, which is the positive side. And this is why this is happening and trying to build community support, creating content that you know you're going to get some hate back on, right? And it's managing that hate. And that's where I could see potentially like, you know, a campaign on the negative side building up for hitting you with the dislikes, in which case this would be a good thing for us because, you know, people wouldn't be able to see that number. Only we would be able to see it. So it's interesting. Um, I did want to ask also, as I was thinking about it, which has nothing to do with the dislike button, but since we just, you know, talked about our trends report in the previous podcast, and one of our trends is that sort of micro snackable video content, and we've got Instagram reels, we've got TikTok, we've talked about it on podcasts last season, you know, this is definitely a continuing huge trend going into 2022, videos getting shorter, Um, And now YouTube also has their YouTube shorts. So yeah, this is a newer thing for YouTube as well that we're starting to experiment with. But I don't know from your end, Joey, when you're looking at the SEO side of our clients' websites and what you're able to see, you know, does that does that translate over to our clients' websites as far as traffic goes? Or does it really like stay within the social media? Oh, there's definitely overlap. Absolutely. Sara, our media director, we talk every once in a while, or we meet monthly for our meetings and consistently our top drivers from to the website are from uh, Facebook or Instagram. Um, and a lot of the time from video content from those platforms. And YouTube is a great platform because if you host your video on YouTube, you can then put that video on your website as well and gain those YouTube views from traffic on your website. On the note of like snackable content, I think uh, one way to effectively curb this, like dis- if you have one video that has a bunch of dislikes on it is if you do put more content or more shorter content, you could potentially dilute your content pool and offer more opportunities for your customers to be liking other content and then giving you that better feedback of, oh, 
we posted this one dislike video on this topic, but people didn't like it. And now we have 10 other topics that three of them are really driving traffic to our website. Then we know, okay, let's really focus and foster those, that type of content around those three videos. And on the note of also growing up kind of around the home building industry and going through a liberal arts school where, where advocacy and social justice was a big part of it. I think there's a huge opportunity and it's often missed by builders to be proactive with um, the kind of things that you're including in your product that do speak to these groups that are seeking basically a, a broader voice for. For example, in California, we deal with fire, forest fires. That's our biggest problem, I think, for home builders. And there's a lot of pushback on the state level to kind of regulate where we build and things like that. And it's a hotbed issue. But I don't really see a whole lot of builders talking about fire safety standards or the kinds of things that they're building into their product and little videos that highlight the building process and fire retardant insulation and how that's installed into the product as it's being built, I think is a huge opportunity for builders to kind of create more content and maybe some unconventional content that is not like surface level, the shiny model home, but is really showing you what goes into building your home that you're going to live in. I love it, Joey. That and the, uh, the drought tolerant, you know? Drought, absolutely. Yeah, water usage and... That would be the other big problem we have around, right? That, that is the reason why we have fires, right? We don't have enough water. And then when it rains, that's causing the hugest delays our builders will see, will see because it causes so much just damage to our ground that absolutely. isn't good at taking in the water, you know? Every builder is different. Some builders, they go for the luxury. Some builders go for the clean or built in a certain area. So whatever they can speak to, to kind of prevent people from saying, oh, you're that builder that didn't do this. If they have that content that says, well, look, we're doing these things to help make more schools in our community or better water filtration plants and things like that. I love it. No, I think that's, that's one of the, like my most favorite evolution of, you know, products is probably video and how it's morphed over the years, even for us, you know, from doing the long form videos and not really having any understanding for short form content or how we could use this one, you know, batch of video footage to create so much content from. And we could just keep on going with that now. We've learned so much, but I've loved like that evolution of having these long, like, I don't know if you could get a video done in under seven minutes. I think you were like a hero. I don't know. Uh, now you're like seven seconds, people. <laughs> like no more zeros on that. You know, like what can you do for me in seven seconds? Uh, it's been a very interesting transformation of content. For sure. The only other thing is we had um, we're going to broach kind of that topic of you know whether you know this is going to become a trend um, on other platforms. That's the thing, as we had talked about before. You know, there's, there's only a few platforms that you know um, use that type of. Uh, dislike or, you know, one star. Um, and uh, when we think of the new platforms, you know, the TikToks, especially, you know, video platforms that are taking over. And I don't know if this has some of that drive as well from YouTube is that um, they're really, you know, shunning the dislike. I mean, it is only likes, you know, it's hearts, you know, we are, you know, that seems to be the method of those new platforms, you know, the ones that are are really excelling of trying to focus on promoting the the positive content 
Um, you know, I don't know. I, I think I see that more in, in my own interactions with these platforms. You know, just in broaching that topic of a trend, I think that that trend is going the other way and that YouTube is actually trying to jump on the uh, on the that trend, you know, and going to that direction um, versus anything going back the other way. Um, yeah, I'm curious how YouTube's uh, shorts is. They're called YouTube shorts. I was just on the app and it, they don't yet have... Um, like different reactions to the videos, but they do, you can like take snippets of videos and reshare them with your own filters on top. So it's, I think YouTube does have a lot to grow in their uh, short form category. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see that evolve. The, um, just the, the other thing that pops into my head is, you know, that we discussed this last year, you know, but it was the other direction, you know, so it was Facebook, you know, um, and, and I remember it was probably a couple of years ago now, these last years, you know, melded together, but, you know, when they introduced, you know, the multiple expressions, you know, um, so that you can now have the laughing or the crying and the heart, you know, you know, it's not just the thumbs up anymore. You know, they really, you know, didn't introduce like a dislike. It was, you know, love, sadness, funny, not really a dislike. And I know I've seen, uh, I was actually looking to see if there was any articles about them, you know, um, pushing a dislike. And, um, you know, it seems like there was still some desire for it, but I don't know that that ever was going to come. Um, but I would be interested to see if um, YouTube goes in that direction of removing the dislike, but then adding, you know, additional um, you know, other reactions. It's funny you bring that up too, because one of the early features of YouTube was to leave a video reply. And that feature was removed. I don't remember when, 2012 maybe. And I think there could be a resurgence of that kind of feature where you're leaving a short, like a YouTube short as a video reply. And then underneath your video, you can swipe through how everyone is talking about the topic as opposed to just seeing the like dislike. Yeah. And who killed it on that last year? TikTok. Exactly. I mean, I love looking at the comments at people's replies and the creators' replies to people's comments. That's the best part of some of people's TikToks sometimes. <laughs> the reaction videos and Yes. Yep. So good. Okay, well, I know once we get going, we could talk about this all day long, but for you listeners out there, I want you to know we love diving into these topics. We're always sharing them around the office. If you have more questions about uh, YouTube or any of the other social media platforms, we would love to answer those for you. Just reach out to us. Uh, and please, you know, take a moment to, uh, what do you do on the podcast? You like love this podcast, subscribe, share it with all your friends. We want you to subscribe and sign up for our newsletter at getcommunity.com. And Joey, thank you for coming on your first podcast with us. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. I hope my nerves did not get the best of me, but it was, it was fun and <laughs> I enjoyed it. No one's going to know. Yeah, it's it's a big topic. So I, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. Okay. Thanks everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Home Builder Happy Hour. Make sure to follow us on all our social media pages to stay updated on what's happening at Get Community. You can find all of our social media handles in our show notes for this episode. We'll see you next time. And remember to make every hour in life your happiest hour.